Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Intoxication and Information with Lydia. Um, the time is currently 9.59 a.m., and the date is December 3rd, 2020. Now, I haven't smoked yet. I figured that I'd go ahead and do that here with y'all, um, you know, just to really get in the mood of intoxication and information. So today's topic is going to be about El Paso. Now... I'm going to start preparing to smoke. So, I remember the date. It was November 25th, 2019, when I first got into El Paso. And let me tell you, it was crazy. You know, me being from a small town or whatever, and never really seeing that kind of diversity or that really kind of big-ish city life. You know, that's that was completely foreign to me because, you know, me being the country bumpkin that I am, I grew up in South Texas, right next to Mexico. Um, you know, it was just a big, real big perspective for me. And, you know, it, not a big perspective, like a big ass change. But, you know, it's what I enjoy because I've always liked big cities. Um, Something that I really remember significantly is like the people that I went to school with um you know this is just like a little preview of what we're gonna be talking about today so yeah I wanted to make this podcast a little bit longer than the last one I did because that one was only six minutes can you believe that anyways fuck my lighter isn't working my hands are freezing so it hurts So, what I'm smoking right now is just Reg. Um, just trying to get chillaxed. Get in the mood. I don't know. It's El Paso was a really big part of time, like a big part of my life, even though I was only there for six months. Um, I feel like it really changed me and it shaped me. But um, before we even start talking about that, let's start from the beginning. So November 25th, I moved to El Paso. And, you know, I was there for a couple days before school started, trying to get things ready before Thanksgiving break was over. I had moved with my aunt and uncle from here, Alton, Texas. And, you know, it was so that I could finish high school or whatever because I was having a lot of trouble down here doing it you know it's just reasons that maybe i'll get into it in a later episode if y'all would be interested in that but you know i left and um i remember the first day of school so vividly i walked into fourth period not knowing anybody because they had just like placed me in in the middle of the day and i was just sitting there in my u.s history class completely freaking terrified not only because i didn't know anybody but because i looked completely different than everybody else like I don't know, it was just like that feeling of being like the outcast, like, you know, such a common feeling, but this one was like 10 times over. Um, Maybe looking back at it now, I can say that most of those feelings were anxiety, but, you know, in the moment, it's just like a really different feeling. Um, Flash forward a couple periods, I'm in theater class, and, you know, theater is where I met most of my best friends, you know? Um, So... One of my best friends, I remember vividly watching her dance on the stage, rehearsing her um, choreography, her singing for the musical that she was starring in a couple, like a couple weeks 
in a couple weeks. And, um, you know, I remember seeing her doing that one dance move, you know, with her hand. And, you know, her name was Annalise. Oh, God, I miss her. I don't know. It's something crazy. And then second day of school, I met one of my other very close friends, Esmeralda. And fun fact, she was mean to me when she first met me. Like, for the first couple of days that she met me, like, she was kind of rude. And I was like, okay, sis. Mm, Okay. And, you know, from there. And, you know, a flash, flash forward to a couple weeks more, I got a role in one act. Um... Big surprise, whoop, I'm a great actress. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but I met Brian, which is an also really big, significant person in my life. Um, whether that be now or the time period that I was in El Paso, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, mixed emotions that I have for him. And, you know, if you're listening to this, Brian, right now, good. Because, yeah, good. Because good. <laughs> like, I don't need to give you a reason for that. Yeah, but... I had a crush on him. He didn't like me back. It was very transparent. And, you know, um, like I mentioned in the previous episode, like, it was just the thrill of the chase. Well, I don't know necessarily, necessarily if that was it for Brian, because, like, honestly, stuff in El Paso just went by so quickly... It feels like it wasn't even there. It just feels like I wiped a smudge off of a windshield mirror. Like, it's crazy how everything was gone. So, flash forward a couple months, actually, and then Corona happened. And, you know, I was in El Paso still. I was doing online school. And, um, you know, usually when you're isolated, like how you had to do with Corona, that is a really big um, cause of depression and you know like unfortunately I succumb I didn't succumb but um I was really affected by depression and you know the anxiety and like my mental health my mental health was terrible and um there was this one day that I really um I don't know it just really strikes me as like it's a very crazy day that happened so um I just logged off of school one day, you know, click off. And then I walk into the kitchen. And then my aunt was like, hand me all your devices. And I was like, okay, but why? And then she's like, "Um, because you don't know what you did. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, for real? Like, is she joking? And she's like, don't be acting like that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give you my devices only because I don't want to get in trouble. But I don't want you to think that I did something that I didn't do. And then she tells me, we know that you drank the wine. And, like, I knew exactly what she meant, obviously, because I I have eyes. I see wine in the fridge. But, obviously, I'm not stupid enough to drink it. And I remember this memory vividly because the night before, I had just won the election or whatever for vice president of the theater club. And she's like, maybe you celebrated with a little wine. And I was like, this bitch, really? And, like, you know... I stayed in my room for like three days. I didn't eat anything. I barely came out. You know, I was just really depressed and I was really mentally ill. And the fact like that I had no phone, like nothing to nobody could to communicate with. And my aunt just like, you know, living normal life. 
And, you know, flash forward a couple days, I talk to them, whatever. I stay in El Paso, right? Because that's what my mom wants me to do. I admit to it, even though, like, I know that I didn't do it. I admit to it so I can stay here or whatever. And it's, yeah. And, um, so I'm not allowed to have my phone, right? This is after the whole wine incident. It's been a couple weeks and I'm not allowed to have my phone. The only time I'm allowed to talk to other people outside the house is when I'm given permission to call and I can't talk to people in privately because they think they thought that I drank like two sips of wine. Like, really, come on. And like, I don't know, it's just something that really haunts me today because it's like, am I going men- like, am I going insane? Like, I know that I didn't drink it. But, you know, um, a lot of you guys know that I went on a journey also when I was in El Paso. You know, I came out as trans and, you know, I'm. like I'm very happy being the proud trans woman that I am today and you know back then I came out to my aunt and uncle and my aunt was like wait let's not transition let's not do that here because El Paso is a dangerous place and you could get killed for something like that have you in mind that El Paso is so diverse they are so accepting they are so like not homophobic i'll tell you that like where i live down here i am more likely to get hurt or killed or any hate crime than i am in el paso and like it it was like very emotionally draining you know like having to keep this thing that in that i was inside of me you know the <laughs> you know what i mean but um you know so the day that I decided to move out, I remember this one very vividly also. Um, I woke up, you know, I did all my classes. And then my uncle was going to the, about to go to the store so that I could, um, so that he could barbecue for that night. And then I said, I don't think I can live here anymore. Like, I was so scared to say it because I was actually scared of my aunt, you know? Like, I didn't know. Like, I was, like, really confused, I was, you know, still thinking, like, who drank that wine? Like, I know it's crazy, but I was thinking for a for a very um, long amount of time, did she frame me because she didn't like me that much? And, like, I don't know, to be honest. Like, whoever drank that wine, if you're listening to this, fuck you, bitch. Because I know it wasn't me. Like, she wants to say that I'm a liar, that I'm manipulative because I said that I did some, that I didn't do something that I didn't do. Okay, and if you're listening to this, again, fuck you because you didn't let me transition. Um, oh, I didn't even tell y'all. The last straw for me was when she got mad at me that I started going by my transition name. And I was like, fuck no. And they're like, oh, and we've been thinking about it. And you know the mom, the phone that your mom bought for you? Yeah, we're going to take it away so you can never use it again. And I was like, oh, yeah, I left. I got out of that bitch. I um purchased a next day ticket to get the fuck out of there so I could come here and be myself. If I could describe how intense the plane ride home was, I would. But, you know... There's still emotions that I'm still trying to process on that day. Um, There's a lot of stuff that happened that I really don't talk about. Um, I unfriended my aunt on Facebook because I simply don't want to talk to her. I feel like that she's really toxic. You know, 
a part of me knows that she's transphobic because girl really like if you were worried that much about me being unsafe then you would have just made me stay home like she got mad when i posted pictures of me with makeup on like tiktoks all that shit so if you're listening to this fuck you bitch i don't care anymore like what are you gonna do report me it's i miss el paso don't get me wrong but i just feel like i was living there with the wrong people i really wanted to go where i could be myself you know and that's something that i couldn't really do there um how long have i been talking it's been 13 minutes wow well not 13 minutes yet nearing 13 minutes so everybody i hope that you had a great time with me and if you made it this far thank you so much for listening and um you know so goodbye this is lydia signing off goodbye guys